This is Suno India Production. You can now listen to all our episodes on our Android and iPhone app. Download it now. Prisons or jails are places where people who are booked for a crime or convicted are put away, where the shunned persons of society can be locked away without being given a thought. This arguably is the dominant attitude among people even today. In India since the 50s, the set goal of imprisonment is rehabilitation and reintegration with society. However, in practice that was not so. Inside the prison, prisoners were not seen as individuals but as a unit of the jail administration. Senior journalist Kumkum Chadda in her 1983 book called The Indian Jail wrote about how the jail administration failed to focus on the inmates' well-being and health, let alone vocational guidance or life skills. Probably for the first time in the country, prisoners held the imagination of the public when Kiran Bedi took over as Inspector General of Tihar Jail in Delhi in 1993. She was also the first woman IPS officer in the country. Stories of how education, meditation, yoga, vocational training, improved diet, living conditions and generally looking at prisoners as human beings with human rights started coming out of Tihar Jail. She won the Magasese Award in 1994. The citation read, In all Bedi's innovation, there is a pattern. Each one seeks to break down adversarial relations between the police and the community and each seeks to replace the hard hand of punishment with the healing hand of rehabilitation. Tihar is a different world today. After she was conferred the award, she established India Vision Foundation in 1994. The foundation has various programs for prisoners, both former and current, on rehabilitation and integration with society, as well as programs that work with vulnerable children of incarcerated families. Hello, I'm Menaka Rao, the host of this episode of the Suno India Show. I met Dr. Bedi in the foundation's 29-year celebrations, which was attended by incarcerated people, their children, who were all associated with the organization. Dr. Bedi spoke about how she understands prison reforms and how reform can actually help in crime control. So given you are a pioneer in prison reforms, right? So could you talk about what it was like when we started introducing these reforms and you know how it was received then, like how the government, society, everyone? Well, it was. When we did prison reforms, it was not out of a book. When I when I it was not out of a book, even was, abroad, man, even Western, uh, in nowhere, was... nowhere, it was not out of a book. It was not based on any research study. It was out of conscientious work. Nothing but conscientious work. That that was the purpose of the prison. Prison is taking away your liberty, but for a reason, to make you reflect, to make you understand, and make you feel that something went wrong and take responsibility for it. So. How do we create an atmosphere of self-reflection and self-redemption? So it was out of sheer conscientiousness when we started uh, these programs inside. And when I say we, uh, well, certainly um, I had a great team which worked together, which also believed in this. I think that's where it worked. All we did that is requiring it to make a city. So rather than make a prison, it's within the doors, within the high walls, it's a prison. But within, within the, behind the walls, it's a city. And all that city requires to live healthily, we created, made, made a city. 
So we made a city out of uh, a city has education, city has uh, decency, city has a civilization, city has a culture, a city has a, a participation, responsibility, citizenship. So we brought in citizenship amongst the prisoners. That's right. what we did. Yeah. It's a sense of citizenship. And citizenship means responsible behavior. You have rights and you have duties. But I also want to also understand what was the attitude towards prisoners. Uh, attitude was skeptical. I was answering your question. Answer the uh, attitude was very skeptical. Skeptical. Oh, because the thinking was that this is a per se punishment. Continue to punish them so that they realize. They thought revenge was the way to make them teach a lesson. Revenge means punish them. Well, uh, deprive them and make it harsh. Hmm. Make it really harsh. And uh, so that they are afraid to come to the prison. But that has an element of uh, element of harshness. But you can't take it to a beyond a level where they become revengeful themselves. And they say, okay, you're teaching us a lesson. We'll continue to teach you a lesson. Hmm. So that was the point here. The earlier, was there was skepticism. There was a belief that uh, unless you punish them, they'll not realize what uh, committing a crime is. But I, my mind was, you've already punished them by taking away their liberty. You've already punished them by cocooning them. They're not having food of their own. They're not sleeping with barracks of the space of their own. They're not having a sleep. They don't have a home food. And they also have all kinds of people sleeping next to them. And also, uh, the amenities are not the same. The quality of the water, the power... All these things, the basic amenities are missing. Hmm. And number two, you're in a company you don't want to be. That's the biggest punishment. And you're away from your family. Hmm. To me, this is the biggest punishment, to be deprived of your family proximity. Hmm. So we, we said, that's punishment enough. We will convert them into saying, this is punishment. Per se, you've lost it. You've lost your liberty because you committed a particular crime, which is to be judged by the courts till then. But we can turn the turn the corner and we can find a new path and the new path can be education new path can be bhakti new path can be seva new path can be humility new path can be um, gratitude new path can be uh, lear learning a skill so we created all that environment saying now you choose that's why i said it was a city so we created a city which in which people could have a, a Op a potential and opportunities for growth. Right. So it was punishment per se, but you don't have to doubly punish them. And I think that theory worked. And mm -hmm. that is where, so from skepticism, there was skepticism even amongst my police colleagues who said, Ab crime comfortable ho gaya. I told them this is wrong. Nobody wants to trade away freedom for food, trade away freedom for uh, a, a, a meditation program. They would never trade away uh, their own space. So don't get this wrong impression because they said up television dikhari hai, wo ye kar to ab to entertainment. I said no, ye entertainment nahi hai, ye bhakti hai, ye ek tarah ki penance hai, ek tarah ki reflection hai, ek tarah ek tarah ka internal cleansing hai. It's internal cleansing when you sing a bhakti. It's an internal cleansing. It's your soul which uh, registers. So that's how. So skepticism uh, uh, turned into gradually when prisoners went back home. When they went back home and they said they've come back literate, they've learned a skill. Now they want to work. And we were also preparing them for a release. We told them that while all this good, uh, goodwill is coming, that doesn't mean that you abuse the situation. 
we prepared them for a release that for months you will be on probation. Community will not accept you. But understand that they will take time to change. This is you took time to change. They, people outside your family, will also take time to change. So they understood it. That day suddenly positive news I said, no, family will take time to see, is it real? Is it for real? People will employ you or you work. Is it for real? Will he not do something different? So I think with time, it healed. And then the Human Rights Commissions came in, the UN Human Rights Commissions came in, Nelson Mandela rules came in. And uh, I think that's when it changed. And the Maxis Award did the trick. The Raymond Maxese Award, which came in 1994, was primarily on prison reforms and police reforms. But prison reforms was the bulk. Then the movie called Doing Time, Doing Vipassana also played its own role. So I think, and the positive media coverage, which my prison reforms got at that time, played a very wonderful role. And there was nothing made up. Hmm. There was no glorification of crime. It was all under, all uh, remorse. I was also thinking that because you said that there was no literature and there was no sort of obvious inspiration for, you know, uh, the certain thought process that, you know, you're thinking of that person as a someone who is more than a criminal. No, he's a person, but then he's not a born criminal. He's a made criminal. Correct. So he's not a born criminal. So what made him? Let's change the circumstances. Mm. So we could get one made him, makes him a person. Let's give him qualities. What makes him a person? The environment made him a criminal. But now this environment makes him a person. So we brought him back to being person. Right. So, I mean, how have we also, uh, how have, I mean, the country's concerns related to prisoners changed over over the years? You feel that, you know, I think you were there at a very basic level, Jab, you know, like it's where there was literally, maybe one could argue that, you know, there was extreme high level of skepticism and, you know, which has changed over a period of time. Can we, uh, can you try explain that how that has probably I changed? I think it, the, we played, the Tihar reform played a very major role because the Maxese Award, which is an Asian Nobel Award, I think that, that, that winds of change went to the West. And then my book, It's Always Possible, also came up. And I was also invited to lots of prison conferences. I went and spoke about all that we did. It gradually uh, uh, was an element of seeding. It it did replace um, the hand of punishment by the hand of reform. It gradually did. Hmm. I've addressed prisons in around European, American, British prisons hmm. everywhere. Hmm. I think it sad gradually made the difference. It was gradually, as I said, but then human rights also takes over. Correct. Your approach was clearly rights-based. And we know that the stated aim, I mean, even earlier, I'm, I'm assuming, was reformation, right? I mean, why is it so hard for people to accept that idea? I mean, if you look at anyone in society, you know, like who who, who may not have an idea about how, what makes... Look, person... my approach was different, hmm. but the victim's approach can be different. Yeah. See, naturally, you have to understand, you cannot replace the victim's agony. So many victims were agonized. And then uh, when we work, we don't get them punished, but we start reforming them and talking about the transformation. Naturally, the victim will also take a lot of time. We must not lose sight of what, how the victims, the pain of the victims, mm. pain of a, a victim maybe who's lost a father or lost a mother. It's a victim. But then gradually, but then everybody's not a murderer. Everybody's not a gangster. They sometimes... Uh, middle level thieves 
or other criminals who are on the borderline which can change so we are not in any way forgiving we are also not forgiving them hmm. they are going through a punishment hmm. we are not forgiving we are only enabling an environment where he doesn't want to repeat it what is the one big perception about prisons uh, that you would like to change you think like, we've already done it okay we've already done it these can be transformational centers okay we've already done it and proven it by research and by environment and now history proves it right. that it that's that's a safer way by the way it's a safer approach to crime control transformation and reform is a safer approach to crime control than revengeful to my mind right it's a safer approach it makes sense it makes social sense 